0: You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast, and the episode is today for all the supermoms out there. (laughs) So if you are one, tune in. Hi, I'm Alena Gomez-Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms, and this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Supermom Elena here, your mommy tantrum specialist and a fellow supermom as well. And that's what we are going to talk about today because I hear it often uh, from my clients and from women who are joining three trainings that I do. They often resonate with my messages about supermom. Uh, because they have the same hyperachiever tendencies. <laughs> they want to do it all as well. Then there is a second group of moms who get triggered by it, by hearing the word supermom, because for them, it already most likely led to a burnout. So they tried... Uh, doing many things (laughs) at once while being a mom, while being a happy, calm mom, and it didn't work for them. And so now they feel triggered by it because they subconsciously, they feel like a failure. And by somebody saying like, hey, I'm a super mom, they feel triggered because how can you say that? And that's not nice and all of these things. So we're going to talk about it today. Is it Is it a good ambition to try to be a supermom or is that the road to a burnout really? And how to just do whatever you feel like and be you without feeling judged or without judging others. That's what we are going to talk about. And why is this all connected to the Zen Supermom and to this podcast, the mental Fitness podcast, is because at the beginning of my motherhood journey, I thought that the super mom tendencies, like the hyperachiever in me, was the cause of me becoming the momzilla and yelling. And I thought that maybe only if I would stop being a supermom, if I would do less and be happy about it, then I would be calm and I would stop yelling at my daughter. And I thought that would be kind of a reasonable trade-off because what I wanted the most was to feel like I'm the best mom for my daughter that's the most important thing for me so i thought i had to drop some of my things from my plate however if you're listening to my podcast you probably know you might have you might have been in a similar situation and you tried doing the same process and you you were coming to the same conclusions and you tried that have you ever tried not to be a superman and I know I'm, I'm throwing the word around as if there was one unique definition and we all knew what supermom means, like whatever that means for you. For me, supermom means I wanted to be like my mom. I wanted to have it all. So I wanted to be not only a great mom and a wife. I wanted my future kids to be loved and uh, and feel accepted unconditionally and be happy and having a great family time and always be there for them when they needed me. The same for my husband, of course. But I also wanted to keep working. At the time, I had no idea I would have a business and that it would actually even take more time at the beginning (laughs) than the 9 to 5 or 9 to 9 job I used to have. Uh, I wanted to keep having my hobbies. Like, I have so many things that I love doing. I love playing piano. I love doing my yoga and sports in general. I love doing different types of crafts, like knitting, crochet, beads you name it so many things i love doing and trying i love the creativity part of it and so if you would tell me at the beginning that i have to give up any of these i would tell you no this is me this is what i need to be happy because at any point in my life even before i became a mom when i had to drop any of these i was running for a burnout uh, I'm a, I'm an expatriate, if you know anything from my story, uh, which means that I used to, well, I still <laughs> live <laughs> and work abroad for, well, since I was 24. So, what, 17 years now? It will be 17 years. Uh, and there were assignments, for example, when I went to China, first I went to China, I had so much work that I had to stop doing anything else i had to stop uh, working out doing my sports because of the overall like cultural setup there i felt quite isolated i was not part of many structures and, and events and things so that led to my burnout because i had there just work or most of it was work right so I knew already before I became a mom, I knew that recipe really doesn't work. I cannot cut off too many things before I start feeling like really bad about myself. So I felt trapped when I became a mom. I felt trapped because it felt either I keep doing what I was used to doing and I will be that Like Super Mom, I will try to squeeze it all in. I'll try to be as super efficient with all these super mom routines and efficient things, how you can do as many things in parallel as possible, how you can plan in advance and prepare. Either I do that, or I will become a calm mom because I felt I cannot have it, I cannot do it all. Because by trying to be a super mom, I was feeling that I was so stressed out, always on schedule, always in my to-do list and in my planning organization structure, I was losing the patience with my daughter because if she was not cooperating with my schedule and with what I wanted to do, then I quickly went into yelling and into being impatient and like pushing her along, not giving her enough time that she needed. So I thought I had to make a choice. So I started cutting again. I started things from my super mom list, but that led to my mommy burnout basically. And my yelling was getting even worse. Even though I was putting less things on my to-do list, I was trying to create more space and more time for my daughter so that I wouldn't have to rush her. I would have more space to be patient. I was resentful. My anger and my yelling at her was driven by my resentment because I felt like I'm sacrificing so much for you. I basically became just a mom. Um, I felt I was not doing like even 10% of what I would love to do. Uh, and still I was getting angry with her because it was not going as smooth as I thought it should be. Right. And none of those parenting techniques worked for me because duh, it was not about my daughter. She was triggering those buttons like she was doing a time machine she was pushing the buttons on my time machine sending me back to those feelings of resentment anger and everything that I felt when I was I was feeling I'm not whole I don't have it all so are you feeling in a similar trap caught up in between situations not knowing which way to go because none of it works being 100% mom doesn't work but when you try to do stuff for yourself, when you try to squeeze in things that you used to love, you become so impatient and angry. And so that doesn't work either. So what is the right way? Okay. If that's the question you're asking yourself, then this, thats let's talk about it. This episode is for you. So what I found out when I tried to deconstruct and like analyze and coach myself and shrink myself with my trauma therapy background, what I realized that at the core of it is my hyperachiever, right? Is the tendency to do as many things as possible so that I can feel good about myself and... I feel I'm worthy enough and I feel I deserve love and respect and nobody else can judge me because I judge myself first. And I try to put myself to the highest standard so that I'm kind of like untouchable so that nobody can complain about me or say bad things about me because I am doing the best. And I know I'm doing my best because I have such a hard inner critic in my head that makes sure that I'm doing my best and that I have my hyperachiever who constantly keeps me pushing, who doesn't let me rest. Okay, that's the core. So if you have this hyperachiever supermom in you, this might be something similar for you. Okay, how to heal the hyperachiever? So first of all, you might need some of that trauma therapy that I did and that I started to do with my clients afterwards because this is where it heals the, the past patterns. Like however your hyperachiever was created, for whatever reason it was triggered to to get created when you were a kid, you need to heal those experiences first. So that as a result, afterwards, you will be clearly able to see, am I trying to do whatever on top, fill my plate with stuff that genuinely makes me feel excited, gives me joy, makes me happy, brings me peace? Uh, in other words, is my motivation positive? Is it something that gives me energy? Is it driven by pleasure? Or is it driven by pain and fear? Am I putting this on my list because I'm afraid of something, that something bad might happen or afraid of not feeling good enough or blah, 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 that hyperachiever, that basically your trauma from your childhood, right? So which one is it? That's what I started asking myself. Whenever I felt like my plate was full, something should come off, I started kicking out those things that were driven by my fear or by my stress, right? By my trauma, by my past experiences. And I kept and I put more of those that were driving positive emotions, that were making me feel fulfilled that were making me feel happy, that were giving me the energy, okay? Because I realized this has become my recipe. It doesn't matter how busy I am. I'm more busy now than I ever was, even at the times when I was working in a corporate uh, job and flying around the world and, and, and like doing crazy stuff, working crazy hours. I thought how busy I was and I was running for that burnout. I'm busier now with more responsibilities and more weight on my shoulders than ever before. And yet, I feel calmer, I feel more balanced, I feel at peace. So it's not about how much you're doing. It's not about how much weight you're carrying. It's about how are you feeling about those things that are on your plate. Are they giving you energy? Is it? Are they there because it's your passion? Or is it there to cover up? your fears, insecurities, lack of confidence, lack of feeling loved and respected and being heard and understood. Which one of these? Because this is the secret to becoming the Zen supermom, how I call it. Meaning that you can do it all, you can have it all, whatever you want, whatever supermom means for you. You can do it all. But be sure to check how it got on your list, in which way. Okay, so I hope this is helpful distinction for you. And I hope it starts to open up some, uh, some curious questions for yourself and that you can start using this the next time you're about to squeeze in some extra stuff on your schedule, that you do this check which, in which category does it fall. Then I wanted this conversation to be also, to take it from another perspective. And that is that inner critic, that judge in your head that I mentioned, because I have never met a person who didn't have an inner critic. Okay. So first of all, let's make it normal. There's no shame in it. Let's get used to it. It's okay. It's there. It has, again, a survival mechanism. It had a meaning and purpose in the past. It doesn't serve you anymore, but that's okay. Most of the people spend their lives with their inner critic running the show. You have the opportunity to do uh, differently. And I would invite you to start being aware of when is that inner critic, that judge in your head, when it's trying to push you to your limits. So when it's being critical about yourself and also start noticing that how it shows up is also in you criticizing others so that you feel better. And why I talk about it here, because this is part of the super mom conversation as well for me are you being super mom just so that you can feel better about yourself compared to the other moms is that covering up that insecurity that you're not enough or not good enough and notice i i really had to be um i'm inviting you to do that because i know how terrible it was inside of me i grew up with the momzilla judging as well everybody else and i remember how we would sit on the sofa or drive in the car and how mom my mom would be constantly making comments about other women other people in general and most of the times those comments were not nice and be it about their appearance what they were doing their behavior or their beliefs whatever it was constantly and i didn't even realize it because when you grow up with that you don't you take it on and i started doing it myself and only when I dove into this work of, of healing trauma and getting rid of patterns from your parents, I, I saw it and I felt so embarrassed and I felt so shocked. And it was so surprising for me to see that it's actually something so deeply rooted in me that I took it on without even thinking about it. And I was judging others so much. I was trying to be the super, well, even before I was a super mom, I was trying to be the best version of myself, but not only for those good reasons, not only out of my pure ambition and pure passion and joy, but also out of my insecurities. So that I would feel um, by being better, by trying to put myself up, by judging others and Pushing, I was pushing them down so that I could feel up. I could feel like, okay, I don't have it at all, or I'm not perfect, but at least I'm better than these below me. Okay, and this is something that I see so often with moms. And I felt it at the beginning, as I as I said myself, when I became a mom, I felt like I had, I was completely out of control. <laughs> like things were happening that I could not <laughs> influence, impact, no matter how hard I tried. I was completely out of control. And the only thing that made me feel a little bit in control and that made me feel better about it was how bad the other moms were doing it. And I was feeling, well, at least I'm not as bad. So, oof. (laughs) My judge can (laughs) take a break for a while and stop beating me up because at least I'm better than these ladies. But this is not a long-term solution, right? Either. So... Back to my invitation for you. Start checking the judge in your head, judging yourself, judging others, and do start working on whatever patterns you have from your parents that are still driving your thoughts, your behaviors, and your reactions towards your kids. Okay. So I hope this was helpful for you, Supermom. I cannot wait to hear your story and what it means to you. To be a superman and if you have any questions on how to practically implement this in your situation then let me know i always reply to all of my emails myself it's not a ai chatbot <laughs> don't worry so i look forward to hearing from you take care superman